Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A big welcome to an 18 guest who is no stranger, always with us, wherever he is around the world. Guguletu Jikaba, Chairman of Adamo Holdings and Amanda Omnoto. Nongosi, a very good evening. Evening to you, Manduli, the team, the studio, together with the listeners at home. Happy New Year to the Maso Tor. Hey, I learned a new pronunciation, but I'm so glad yeah. that I can say it right. You mustn't always take things for granted, right? Absolutely. Very, very much educational, I learned too. So, talking about educational, there's something that I think is not really known much, but Operation Pakisa has opened up our eyes to it, and that's the ocean's economy. Talk to us about what the ocean's economy is and uh, the sort of miles uh, of sea that we have in South Africa that we can capitalize on. Thank you so much, Manduli. Maybe to start off, uh, just one step back. Uh, Operation Pakisa is South African, uh, South African government delivery program that was started in, 19, in 2014, actually, um, to fast track the implementation of the country's National Development Plan, uh, whose aim was to create jobs, alleviate poverty, and deal with issues of social equity. Um, interestingly, as we are saying, it's the Basutu month or year, this one. It's a Basutu word, obviously, for Shesisa, which is adapted to the Malaysian big fast-track results methodology. Uh, that, then it was adapted to South Africa's environment and termed Operation Pakisa. So it, it's a very interesting um, uh, sort of program, I think, which, in my view, uh, has been one of the highlights of how South Africa really tried to do something that will ensure we reduce the unemployment and try to close the gap uh, in the economic space uh, through linking up people that are PDIs or previously disadvantaged as well. So this Operation Takisa, therefore, is one of the many, because there was, uh, I remember, I was part of it very intimately, too, particularly in the space of uh, Operation Pakisa in education. We, we sat for four weeks designing uh, the strategy together with government as a private uh, people uh, and many companies that are big and small across the globe. Because the issue was to try and, and streamline how this national development plan is going to pan out practically on the ground to ensure that it drives uh, economic uh, uh, growth in our country. So there's been obviously the agriculture, Operation Pakistan Agriculture, Operation Pakistan Education, Operation Pakistan Chemicals and Waste Economy, which is circular economy, as well as now Operation Pakistan in Oceans Economy, which is what you've asked. It is indeed a great program that um, you can go to the DTIC, I think, website and download the document is there. Because South Africa does not end where the sea meets the, the land. Uh, South Africa is far bigger in water than in land. So actually you go almost 25 or so nautical miles, which is about 43 kilometers into the sea. That is still part of South Africa. Uh, beyond that, it then is, is called free waters, where it's international waters. Anyone can play in that space. 
And what is interesting is within this 46 or so kilometers into the sea, where which is still part of South Africa, it's 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 mainly the richest part in terms of marine life, um, and it contributes monthly literally about seven billion dollars, which equates to about 126 billion rands if if you look at the exchange rate. If you remember, at, at least according to the latest stats on how big the economy of South Africa is, it's about $345 billion, which equates to 6.2 trillion rand, at least to the rand dollar exchange currently. And this sector uh, uh, sort of contributes a little more than 2% in the, in the economy. And uh, we, the, the government, when, when they started this Operation Pakistan program, felt a need to make sure that that uh, this sector is, is really embraced fully so that it is fully exploited for the people of South Africa. As to how far they are right now, I really don't know, but I can tell you uh, some work has been done, but not much as it was anticipated has been done. Now, talking about uh, the ocean, um, there's an analogy that the ocean is just like a mine, but not a lot of people are mining it. Yeah. The ocean is so big, it's really like a mine. And it's always interesting for me when I'm in the coast, just even asking, you know, people who who, who are born, bred, and battered in the coast, some of them, you realize, they have never been to the sea. And uh, this sounds like unbelievable, but it is true. So if you equate that to the realities of the economy in the sea, um, at some point, I, I, I asked one of the DFIs in Wazulu Natal several years ago and asked them, if have they funded anything that has got to do with the sea? And the, the answer was a big no. And then you'd realize that if, if the focus is not given to such a, an economic sector, even institutions that are supposed to be funding entrepreneurs, especially those entrepreneurs who are supposed to be integrated into this environment because again like i always say economy is both warfare and science uh, there are those who will protect and preserve it for themselves and their children and so that others would not be able to come into it and participate so it becomes important that such an economy gets really opened because it's truly a mine if you look at it broadly you'd realize that uh, there is, there is marine transport and uh, there is manufacturing that happens within the very same uh, environment. Because when you harvest fish, for instance, and we, when you look at these big vessels, which are always floating there, many of them are uh, huge as they are. They've got manufacturing facilities and processing plants within them and, and pro- production facilities where they really... You, you harvest fish and you find they, they clean up fish and they even put it into the tins and all of that. So there's, there's, an, there's an offshore oil um, and, and you've got gas exploration uh, that happens in the sea. And you've got the aquaculture, aqua the life in terms of uh, the fish, the fisheries, big and small, marine life in, its all, in all its facets, basically. And then you've got the protection of such, as we're talking about the, the stretch that is over, over 40 kilometers into the sea, which is part of South Africa's life. You would again note that a lot of women uh, to protect that environment, because a lot of international vessels, they come and encroach 
our space and start stealing from within the space that belongs to South Africa by 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 international law uh, standards. And then you find these small harbors uh, development there. You 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 have got quite a lot of things that are, that are happening in marine in the ocean environment, which is supposed to be fully exploited for South Africa's uh, growth and economic development. Now, Kuku, looking at the fact that uh, the ocean's economy um, gives close to 7 billion rands, um, you know, to the the GDP of South Africa, what are some of the growth areas that need to be prioritized and people can start unlocking? Yeah, I I, I think uh, of the $7 billion, which is masses in 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 real in real uh, monetary terms you 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 have quite a lot of uh, opportunities that as i've already mentioned some from above that talks to uh, how you know economic activity has to be activated but you know on this in this segment as you always look at um you know the small uh, person the entrepreneur out there um i think it's important to 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 make a call and emphasize the importance of, um, you know, emerging black entrepreneurs, particularly coastal entrepreneurs, uh, to look at this, uh, you know, sector and with serious um, a focus, where in the area of ship and boat building, uh, that's just one area, uh, which is very huge. You know, South Africa is very big in that space, and actually we even export quite a lot of product in as far as the the boats are concerned where big companies um and and medium sized companies are building these boats and exporting them to some of the african countries and 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 some other countries across the globe so this is just one area which uh, is very important for us to look into even mentally to have our institutions aligned uh, towards providing education that is going to be in line with this sector. Uh, I've, I've, I've noted with interest and excitement that at least some uh, institutions are mushrooming in South Africa and some universities are beginning to integrate part of marine economy into their curricula so that, you know, you have this whole um, ecosystem being well-developed to exploit what South Africa needs at the moment. As, 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 as we know, we need lots and lots of jobs and this is one sector which I believe can, can be able to deliver such. But is this sector not one that needs an entrepreneur to have quite a, a lot of capital outlay? You know, it does. Um, I must say it does, but besides just the capital outlay, what is important is the awareness of this particular sector because, uh, as I've noted before, some people are not really very much aware of the possibilities that exist in this sector and even institutions that are having that muscle to be able to plow into your vision as an entrepreneur. Some of them are very much blind towards uh, understanding of this in, to an extent that they can be able to read this business case that I'm submitting to them and understand and know that this is a, 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 a space with a huge opportunity. So yes, the answer is yes, but on the other hand, there is ways in which uh, I think interventions that should come from those institutions should be able to help to place those entrepreneurs on a pedestal 
where they can then be able to fly and, and attract more investment once it started, at least reasonably small. I'll tell you about what uh, we, we were discussing about in Durban today with some of the fishermen. Um, you know, there's one Lamini guy. He's a highly experienced fisher fisherman. Uh, he's hired by international, uh, you know, visitors to go and fish different types of fish in the in the in the sea. Th- those are when you when you hear such people telling you about the things they do, but the lack of support that they don't get uh, from institutions that have got financial capability, then you you begin to wonder whether are we coherent in what we want to achieve as a nation, especially to to uplift uh, entrepreneurs uh, of that size. So are you saying that uh, despite the fact that we've got uh, Operation Pakisa, there's still not much support on the ground for those participating in uh, Ocean's economy? Yes, I, I, would, I, would, I would dare say that, Manduli, because uh, as, as, as an economic development uh, person, it, it, I've, I've noted and I've, I've, I've been involved hands-on from Dorrance Bay, Lambert's Bay, uh, trying to uplift these, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurs as artisanal fishermen and women. Um, partly there will be that assistance which will come from some incentives, but and it would come in drips and traps. And this is where where I'm saying, if we could just pay specific attention, you know, all the way from Manguzi in the northern, far northern Wazul Natal, down to the, to to. Uh, the Richards Bay, Durban, Port, El- and Port Elizabeth, all the way down to uh, you know Port St. Jones, Eastern Cape. If if you talk to your small business, uh, your, your your artisanal fishermen, there, there is one cry all the way through: no proper coordination, no proper support. Even when it comes to the licensing, um, there are there is a criteria from government as to what you need to do to follow the procedure in terms of licensing, but the conditions that are that's attached to those licensing uh, processes becomes very insurmountable and it, it becomes prohibitive for a, 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 a an artisanal fisherman who, who needs the support, who needs to be able to get into this sector. And therefore you see same old, same old driving this sector, and which really is, I think, a huge failure that we are experiencing as a country. Mm. And that's not what we need, right? We need um, a progress in all these uh, various fields of business. Uh, let's go to a voice note from an A-teamer. A voice note, please. Uh, good evening, Nunkos. Uh, my question is, how big is um, the blacks or Africans in terms of participation how how are we seeing a lot of black people in this ocean economy or we are not there hey pela siawasaba manzi okay uh, please exclude me from that siawasaba manzi one i'm part of the water uh, but have not participated in this economy but please do answer yeah i think yes the, the, I, I don't have exactly the the percentage but when I was talking to you know some one boat skipper here, um, a boat driver, they, they are called skippers um, here in Devon today, and expecting to 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 hear him saying, "I'm still the only black person." As an example, we we don't have to 
to, we, we mustn't have such in this day and age, almost 30 years later, to have just a few black people who are, who are skippers. And that's, that's not good. Mm. Like, like I was saying, when it comes to fishing uh, licenses, acquiring licenses, these licenses that you can acquire as an individual from the post office, I think you pay about 80 rands or so. Some of it you get given six months and a year where you, you, when you fish, you have got the license. But when it comes to commercial licenses where you've got to uh, catch crabs, uh, catch your, do your netting, do your line fishing, again, the cry is the same for your uh, artisanal fishermen. They do not have much support. And that's not good. We need the support. Um, and, and maybe the education before the support, because maybe it's not just a, a lack of support, it's a lack of education around the possibilities within the ocean's economy. Are, are you having programs to educate entrepreneurs and young people around ocean's economy opportunities? Definitely, Mandula. We've got uh, those programs lined up. And I'm very glad that some municipalities across the country are warming up to us, engaging them, uh, because it shouldn't just be about talking, but we must try and contribute uh, meaningful and positive to what's a solution that will help. So we've got a program, for instance, a workshop on the 24th of August, which is going to be in Devon, but we'll then move to coastal areas where there's a lot of these people that we're targeting, at least bringing government there, and bring in private sector people and bring in speakers that are going to guide and enlighten uh, people about the importance of the ocean's economy. It's huge, Manduli. Like, we cannot even begin to finish it. But at least if we take it bit by bit, uh, we'll get somewhere. Now, can you take us through the existing ocean's economy's um, IDZs? Yes. The IDZ, as you know, those, those are industrial development zones. In South Africa, we now have them, which... Uh, offer a lot of incentives um, to to businesses that go and set up there for purposes of really economic growth and uh, attracting investment, uh, FDI and local. So we've got we've got quickly those that are, are known, which is Kuha. Uh, it's the largest ITZ in Southern Africa, uh, which was uh, designated in 2001, and it's South Africa's first industrial development zone. Uh, located in Nelson Mandela Bay and, and in the Eastern Cape, and obviously deals in the space of uh, you know agro agro processing, automotive, agriculture, energy, metals, logistics, and and business process services. Then you have your Saldana Bay IDZ, um, which is in the space of oil, gas, and, and marine, does repair repairing, engineering, and and logistics services uh, to what's the, the entire African continent is doing. So it deals really um, in, 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 in all sub-Saharan Africa, and it's situated approximately two hours uh, north of Cape Town, which is the, uh, in, that, that focuses in the areas of logistics, repairs, and maintenance, as I've said, in fabrication. Then you've got the Richard Spay idea that, which obviously is in Wazulu Natal. Uh, it's a purpose-built and secure industrial estate, and they are, they are growing into some of these ideas that and you'll see a lot of uptake of businesses that are really beginning to come in to, to these IDZ. And there's East London IDZ, which was established in 2003. Uh, that, too, is, is, is one of the IDZ, which I think it's, it's taking a, a right shape in terms of growth in the East London area. And then you've got one of the very known IDZs in Guazim Natal, Deben, which is Dubai Trade Port. 
which is in the mode of your erector policy, wherein you have uh, it, 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 it's a catalyst for global trade and portal between KwaZulu-Natal and the world. It's the only facility, as we know, in Africa that brings together an international airport, a cargo terminal, warehousing offices, a retail sector, hotels, and an agricultural area all at once. Sexually, as we were talking about cannabis before, there is cannabis uh, that is being uh, sort of like grown in that particular place. So that is a dual trade port where you find King Shaga. But wh- one area, and it's my gripe about some of these, uh, which I've, I've, I've raised with some of the CEOs, including Dubai Trade Port, to say when, when, when these institutions or these uh, infrastructure are put in place, we want to get black people participating, especially your emerging guys, and, and, and so they don't just become spectators. And again, they ought to come out and, and talk about what they do and open up for, for, for people like us to say, come and participate as well. There is those few, but I think we can do far more better with more of, uh, of these uh, emerging entrepreneurs participating there. So more can be done. In terms of the yeah. programs that you are putting together um, at Amandla Omnoto, is there an upcoming seminar around the ocean's economy? Yes, there is. It's, there is definitely one which is, already, as I've said, it's going to be fisheries workshop. Talking about fish, uh, how to even do the drone fishing. You know, you can now put in the drone in the sea and fish using the drone. Wow. Uh, this, is, this is already happening now, and I met one person who's doing exactly that. So we need to teach people about all of those things. The 24th of August, it's on amandlaomnoto.co.za. We'll be relaunching our website over this weekend. But our Facebook page is Amanda Omnato. We'll be uploading everything this coming weekend so that people who want to come and participate, especially your coastal fisher people who need to be uh, empowered about these things, we invite them to come and attend this. So you said 24th of August, uh, the online um, seminar. Definitely, 24th of August. That is after we would have returned from the States. We discussed that with you, Mantuli. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nongosi, you are all over trying to make sure that the South African entrepreneur gets those opportunities, and that's why we appreciate you so much. Can you give our A-teamers um, how they can be in touch with you at Amantla Omnato, especially to book for this particular uh, seminar? Yes, we'll, upl- we'll upload everything Manduri, onto our Facebook page, because that's mainly the page that we use, um, or googleatu.g.laba, which is our Twitter hanging but uh, we'll upload everything onto our page and then they can uh, touch base with us there as well as on our website. Uh, we always put a flashing uh, you know, advert to make sure that people know what is coming in. Amanda, I'm not always doing great things. Thank you so much. A-teamers, it's 11 o'clock on the dot. Dineo Mutawong is waiting to give you the final news bulletin. Good evening, Dineo.